We should do something for Bill before we forget. Um, okay. We told him at Midwest Gaming Classic that we would do something for him, and then it's like, hey, you know what? It's noisy here. Let's just do it later when uh, when it's not noisy. So when we recorded the next episode, we forgot, and then we recorded the next episode after that, we forgot again. This time, we didn't forgot. And we didn't forgot to record something for our friend Bill Pepper at the Atari Bytes podcast. We love this show so much that we actually listen to it. A rarity that is. Yeah. There you go from your friends at the Pie Factory Podcast. That was actually pretty clever for not being clever at all. Hello and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is no Bill. No cares. His name is... Bob the Unicorn. Most folks know him as Henry, my occasional co-host. And for the record, it might not be Monday where you're listening, or when you're listening, but it's Monday for us as we're recording. And I guess Henry felt compelled to tell you that. Yes, anything I else, did. Anything else you would like to tell them? No one cares about, um, um, this guy over here. Wow. I mean, he's kind of a fun killer. You just want to take over the show, Henry? A party crasher. You want to take over the show? A party pooper. Make it the Henry show? Hey! (laughs) And you won't be able to listen to it. Aw. Wait, wait, Henry, did you hear that? That sounded really weird. It's a ding. Did you hear it? No. All right, that's just been me. Anyway. Do you have a pet unicorn? All right, not a lot of news this week. For us, we just finished a three-day weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Kind of taking some time off. Uh, Had a little fun. Uh, Not a lot of news to report. Tell you what, let's do a Mad Mike Hughes update real quick. A Mad Mike what now? I don't know. Maybe you haven't been here for a Mad Mike update, Henry. That's the guy... Out. Oh, who, who, see, who, the crazy guy who thinks the world is flat? Yeah, he was oh. going to launch a rocket that he built himself up until, uh, up into space. Until it blew up. To, yeah, and then it kind of crashed. But you weren't here when I read his uh, Facebook page and he said that he is trying to raise more money to do that. So he's not working on that anymore. Now he's trying to fill, build a boat that goes really fast because he wants to set some sort of speed record. So, Make up your mind, you crazy person. That's kind of what I think. So let's check in and see what's going on. Matt, no wonder he, no wonder he has crazy ideas. All right, no one, so he's been he's been posting some stuff. No wonder everybody calls him Mad Mike. So if you remember, the end of April, he had started working on his new boat to go over 400 miles an hour, the most dangerous speed record there is, according to him. Then he posted something uh, about how he took the ramp off the motorhome that was his launch vehicle for the rocket. And says someone had drilled holes in all six tires. That's not cool. That's kind of mean, isn't it, Henry? Oh, good for you. You deserve it. No, no, no. We like Mad Mike. He's a crazy person. Then he posted a thing about his boat again. 
don't really care about that. No. The movie, I think he said there was a production company making a movie about his planned rocket launch. He says here the trailer for the movie will be released in the next couple of days. That was on May 21st. May 26th, he said the producers of the movie would be finishing up the website this week, and then the trailer would be released. Make up your mind, people. Yeah, looking at the comments, everybody's kind of skeptical. And then, okay, and then he has the launch video on uh, March 25th. That's the most recent posting as of right now. Let's see. I want to see it crash. Okay. Seems like it's going down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mike is right there climbing into the steam rocket. We've seen this before, though. We have seen it before. We have seen this before. Do you think he's going to do it? Well, Henry, I just don't know if he's going to do it. He is. All right. Well, go check out the uh, launch video. I'm not going to play the whole thing here, obviously. Oh, can I watch the rest after? We'll watch it later. Yay! Right. I want to see it crash. Um, spoiler, Henry. He hasn't proved whether the Earth is flat or not. Good, because it's going to so be wrong. Don't go to school tomorrow and tell your teacher that the Earth is flat, okay? No. All right. Why? That's about all the news I got. So let's talk about this week's game. This week's game is Burger Time! <laughs> Two burgers to go, please. Help me! Introducing Burger Time, the home video game where you're a chef trying to make hamburgers. There's just one problem. The food is trying to make hamburger out of you. For Intellivision, this fall, Atari 2600, Aquarius, Apple II, and IBM Personal Computer. Burger Time, only from Mattel Electronics. We are closed now! It's I wish it was actually time for burgers. I'm trying to fool, actually. We had pizza for dinner. I don't care. So are you judging the time that I don't want to eat burgers? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not judging you for wanting a burger. Never cost me! Wow. Man, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of grumpy tonight. What's the deal? Uh, folks, he's sticking out his tongue at me. <laughs> I'm not sure he's showing me the proper fatherly respect. That's what I do. So, Burger Time, uh, I'm sure all of you know. It's going to be a fun 4th of July. <laughs> it's only May, dude. So? Alright. So most I can of... still pack up fireworks in my closet. No. You oh. should not have any fireworks in your closet. I don't. For the record, everybody, he does not have fireworks in his closet. I don't. Alright. So, most of that. you probably know that Burger Time was originally an arcade game from Data East and Bally Midway. Uh, from 1982. Dude. Um, I got the manual right here, so let's talk about how we play this game. Okay, hold up. Uh, yeah. It's an Atari podcast, not a history lesson. Well, kind of, it's a little bit of both, actually. We do okay, it all. Are you doing we, a history lesson do on Atari podcast? We do it all here at the Atari Bytes. Make up your mind. For the same low, low price, you get everything. Um, so I've you got have to pay to listen to this. It's nice if people do. Mm. Don't have to. Uh, so I got the manual right here. Boy, Burger Time is one of the best games for the Atari. I remember. 
wait a second, you guys. Hey, Jacko, you see anything you like? How about the... ...in a television? You got it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was a bunch known as... ...in a television. And, uh, unfortunately, you're gonna be seeing more of them, too. Holy cow, Henry, what's that? Look, look, it, it's an Intellivision. The Intellivision has invaded the podcast. What are we going to do? It's an Intellivision! Hey, put that down. No. Let go of that. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. No. Brace yourselves. Intellivision has taken over this month's Atari podcast. Every week this month, they're telling us, this month being June, we have to play an Intellivision game. Can you believe it, Henry? No, that's bad, man. This is an Atari podcast. Are you Thank siding you, with dude. Are you siding with the Intellivision people? Henry's gone over to the Intellivision people. I've lost him. All right. Every Sunday in June, I guess we'll play an Intellivision game. The first one I guess is Birdery Time. For the record, he's making that noise with his mouth. Just so you know, people. Yeah, why are you fighting? All right. So for the Why do you eat too much burgers? So for the few of you who are confused, you know, the few of you, among the few of you still actually listening to this, um, hey! you might be asking, what exactly is an Intellivision? It's, in a, it's a video game thing in my jiggy. Yeah, so just and listen to this. it does something. Yeah, just listen to this. That's a thing in my jiggy. Hills presents Intellivision. Intelligent television by Mattel. More sophisticated than any video game that has come before. Providing hours of entertainment for the entire family. In television, with one of the clearest game displays available today. Find this system, plus a complete line of sports and video game cassettes at Hills, where our game is low prices every day. Yay! Howdy, you cowboy! Alright, so, murder time. Again, probably a lot. A lot of you are familiar with Birder Time. Um, oh yeah! I just kind of tell you briefly, bring you up to speed. Uh, you are Peter Pepper. You're a chef. You're surrounded by pickles Peter and hot Pepper. dogs, and every and uh, all around you, you dodge down. A, this is really written written weird. You dodge down a ladder, uh, a pepper, and a pickle. What the heck? What the? I'm gonna start over. That is weird. Your chef, cowboy. Your chef, Peter Pepper, is surrounded. Pickles and hot dogs are everywhere. Dodge down a ladder, pepper a pickle, and you're and you've escaped. They all chase after you. Run for your life to the next bun. Gobble some fries along the way, and you've got some pepper just in case. Lead them on a chase, and the nasties get stuck together. Tiptoe out onto a bun, and they follow in a bunch. Pepper them. Step off and drop them. Way to move. You've got 8,000 bonus points and are one step closer to birder time. So, the objective here is you're building these giant birders, right? Eat the chase, cowboy. Saddle So, you want to avoid the hot dogs, the pickles, the eggs. Uh, you get points for dropping the ingredients onto you know each other to build the birders and also dropping them onto the bad guys. You know, you try to construct a birder with the two buns, the patty, and uh, lettuce, and I think on some levels there's a tomato and a, a slice of cheese. It's a tomato. Um, well, I don't know about the cheese, I guess. There's it's a tomato. tomato. Get a tomato. Uh, of course, this is in television. We're dealing with this month, so you've got the uh, controller with the uh, the disc at the bottom. You've got the uh, overlay oh, with the yeah. different buttons to press. 
slide the overlay into the controller frame. The pepper buttons are on the side of the controller. You move the shelf with the disc pew, at the pew, bottom. Pew. Um, there are four pepper directions bomb. in which you can move. That's pretty uh, intuitive. Up, down, left, and right. Any side button can sprinkle the pepper. You can move and sprinkle pepper at the same time. Oh, man. Squish, squish. You can play with one or two players. One, two, or three. You control the shelf, move them up ladders, across the planks from the direction, using the direction disc. Move your chef completely across a button and if it drops one level I uh, rack up 50 points you also rack 50 points up for each patty tomato oh, slice yeah. and lettuce leaf that you drop you start with five chefs obviously you're using one at a time for each 10,000 points you get another chef the number of chefs you have is displayed at the top or in the lower right corner of the screen oh yeah hot dogs eggs and pickles are chasing you hot dogs pickles and eggs oh my there are seven uh, mazes constructed of ladders and planks. Some okay. are more difficult than others. Uh, when you successfully build all the hamburgers in one maze, you move on to the next maze. Get your knives and forks. When all, seven maze, a buffet. when all seven mazes have been completed, you start over again with the first maze at a more difficult level. Ooh. If you drop the ingredients onto the nasties, we talked about this, you get 100 points for each time you squash uh, one of those. Squashed nasties come back to life from either side of the screen. What? If you like temp- Doctor Who. If you, yeah, exactly. Nice Doctor Who reference, man. Audible high five. Don't leave me hanging, bro. Man. I'm trying to. That wasn't a high five. Audible high five. Dang it. Turkey. There, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Got so you tempt the nasties out onto your bun and then drop it by what stepping up. What up, people? Stuff just got in this house. Hi, Sophie. Party in this house. Sophie just uh, crashed the podcast. No, I did not. She's a podcast pooper. What's up, Sophie? What game are you playing? Burger time. So, you can get points by leading the nasties out onto the bun. And then as you walk across, you drop the the bun, and it drops the nasty, and you get a bunch of points for that. A bunch of points for that, and some chaos makerine. If you sprinkle some pepper onto the nasties, temporarily stuns them and you can get away, but you have a limited number. You start with four pinches of pepper, which is displayed that's, in the lower left corner. That's not that much. That's not very much at all. And you get extra pinches of oh, pepper by gobbling ice cream, that? coffee, ketchup, or french fries. Ice cream? Oh, that's a coffee mug. That thing I thought was a root beer mug was actually a coffee mug. What? I never knew that. What? Oh, there's a thing on there that looks to me like a, a root beer mug. Oh, that? No. Let's see if they have a picture of it. Wait, wait, that? Nope, that's not what wait. I'm thinking of. Oh, can you guys see in the back? Here, take a look. All right. It's a podcast. <laughs> not a YouTube channel. Nope, we don't have a YouTube channel for the podcast yet. Maybe someday. Oh, here we go. Yeah, see? That thing. I thought that was a root beer mug, but it's not. It's a coffee mug. Get your We've coffee. We've been playing this game for 35 years, and I never knew. All right. 35 years. But not all at once. That old. All right. Poor so that's about baby. It. The maximum score for Burger Maniacs only. Uh, once you get a million points, the scoring begins at zero again. At the end of each game, see a number under the center score that tells you how many times you've reached a million points. 255 times. I have never reached a million points, for the record. You so may reach... possible score is 255,999,950 points. Good duck. Yeah. So, Dang. Because they're saying you can hit a million points on this game a total of 255 times. 
I wonder how they limit it. Why do, why couldn't you just infinitely hit a million points over and over again? Because it goes back to zero each time. Why couldn't you just do it infinitely? I'm very confused. I'm sure somebody out there knows why. All right. Email answer. I want the answer, people. So I said I want the answer. All right. So that is how you play. Burger time. Thank you. Uh, I'm already exhausted. We're barely into the show. Jeez. Get some more coffee. <laughs> and go. You make me tired, Henry. No, need, no, need. Just keep loading. No, need, no, need. Just keep loading. Alright, so Birder Time is a 1982 arcade game. We said that. Created by Data East for its Deco cassette system. Data East USA licensed Birder Time for distribution by Bally Midway as a standard dedicated arcade game. They also released its own version of Birder Time in the U.S. through the Deco cassette system. Basically, you can tell the difference by the title screen and the marquee and the cabinet artwork. Otherwise, the game's identical. Hamburger. game's original Japanese title, Hamburger, was changed outside of Japan to Birder Time That's to how avoid trademark hamburger issues. In Chinese in Japanese. I guess so. Peter Pepper is like Peter Piper picked a peck of pick. Peter Piper picked a peg of pickled peppers. Yes. When Data Peter Piper picked a peg of blah, blah, blah. When Data East went bankrupt in 2003, G-Mode bought most of Data East's intellectual properties, including Birder Time, Birder Time Deluxe, Super Birder Time, and Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory. How do you know? How do you, what do you even search up? I don't know. I've how never heard of it. How do you even find this stuff? Uh, the internet has everything. I've never played any of those other games. Most of some of it is light. If any of you, if any of you out there have played Birder Time Deluxe, Super Birder Time, and Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory, let me know. Don't trust anybody. Super Birder Time has Peter Pepper Jr., and you can play two players at once. That'd be kind of fun. A console-only sequel, Diner, was created after the 84 purchase of a television from Mattel by uh, NTV Corp. Programmed by Ray Kastner, the programmer of the Intellivision Birder, uh, version of Birder Time. In Diner, Peter Pepper must kick balls of food so that they ro- roll off platforms and drip down ramps to land on a large plate at the bottom of the screen, while avoiding or crushing enemy food items that are trying to stop them. Birder Time Deluxe was released for the Game Boy in 1991. A 3D update, Birder Time World Tour was released in 2011 for Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network, and in 2012 for WiiWare. Birder Time received a Certificate of Merit in the category of 1984 Video Game of the Year at the 5th Annual Archie Awards. The Deseret News called Birder Time one of the real surprises of 1983 for the Intellivision and gave the Clico version 3 out of 3.5 stars. It's actually pretty good, Henry. 3.5? Well, it's not a perfect score, but it's pretty good. You skipped the part where you talked about how awesome I am. Why don't you just tell them how awesome you are, Henry? I'm awesome and daddy. Old School Gamer Magazine. Old School Gamer Magazine! In an article from December 31st, 2001, Jason Brininger wrote that Data East Birder Time was one of his go-to arcade games as a kid. Uh, he, real, he really liked the concept. He's not a fan of how some enemies respawn right in the middle of certain platforms, which can lead to some very cheap and irritating deaths. Through trial and error, you eventually learn to avoid certain platforms. If you know an enemy, we will be respawning soon. Other than that, I really have no complaints about the Intellivision or ColecoVision ports. In TVFunhouse.com, 
notes that Burger Time was possibly the first real smash hit for the Intellivision. It even first took over. Smash hit. It even took over as the packing game on Intellivision 2, displacing Lock and Chase and Astro Smash. Not Intellivision 2. You could say that it's technically not much better than Lock and Chase or Bump and Jump adaptations. Intellivision 2. But Burger Time was also a hit in the arcades, unlike the other games. But all the games went. Yes, right down the toilet like a dead fishy. <laughs> just keep Thank flushing, you, just keep flushing, 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 flushing. Henry's, I'll feed them to you kitties, kitties, kitties. Henry's kitties. over here doing his own show. Yep, and it's called Henry's Show. Yeehaw! Say hello, cowboy. Alright. So, why are we talking about the Intellivision this month? Because we're playing well, on it, dude. Intellivision is a home video game console released by Mattel Electronics in 79. The name Intellivision is a portmanteau of Intelligent Television. Development started in 1977, uh, the same year as its main competitor, Atari 2600. When are you going to talk about Illegal Gandalf? What? Right here in my notes it says... Daddy's going to talk about looking like Gandalf for an hour. This is not the uh, Lord of the Rings podcast. Oh, come on. Yeah, I know. hate to disappoint you. I have that all planned out. In 1984... I'm even working on a Gandalf costume for you. In 1984... like a Mattel sold the Intellivision business to a former Mattel Electronics executive and investors that would become NTV Corporation. Games development started in 1978 and continued until 1990 when the television was discontinued. Wow, that's a lot later than I thought. Don't trust anybody. From 80 to 83, over 3 million television units were sold. Dang, people go crazy. In 2009, video game website IGN named the Intellivision number 14. Intellivision number 14. Greatest video game console of all time. Greatest video game console of all time. It remained Mattel's only video game console until the release of the Hyperscan in 2006. Until the release of the Hyperscan in 2006? Oh, yeah. Oh, just so you know, it's uh, it's still Monday, my dudes. I know, it feels like this show has lasted longer than that, doesn't it, folks? No, it doesn't. Don't listen to him. I'm actually not playing the, the uh, games this month on a television console. I'm playing on a Sears Telegames. See, it's console. a game console. When I was a kid, I he really, was a kid. I really, really wanted an Atari. But Dad, I mentioned this many times, was a Sears store manager. So pretty I much. I thought he was a Menards. Well, he works in Menards now. Oh. For many, many, Did many. Did he get fired? No. Didn't oh. Get fired. For many, many years, he was a Sears store manager. So pretty much, when I was growing up, if it was a thing we needed. And Sears sold it. That's where we got it. So I said one year, I want an Atari. And Dad's like, no, man. Wait until Christmas because we're coming out with this cool thing called Telegames. You'll love it. So fine. Uh, I want to do a tantrum. My first console, actually, was not an Atari. It was a Telegames. And I really did like it. Uh, I, I never got a lot of games for it, but I had a few. And I liked them. They were fun. But they were not Atari, like, frankly. So let's go fishing, let's go fishing, let's go fishing, fishing, fishing. Yes. And you press the button, and you go, oh, I caught a fishy! 
Oh no. Wait, no, it's so, just an old boot. So, the, are you done? Yeah. Alright. So I got, I ended up, I did an Atari uh, within the next year or so. But yeah. I really like the telegames. The telegames even originally came like, out. Even though I had like two games. In 77. Well, I had more than two, but I had you a lot. You were like in 1977? I know, shocking. You're huh? old. You're like 80. So when Nolan Bushnell was working on developing the Atari, he sort of forged a business relationship with Sears, which was a dominant player in retail at that time. It um, started as a mail order, mail order retailer and built itself into a hugely successful chain of department stores all over America. Oh, damn. Well, I'm helping. I'm, provi- I'm providing hilarious commentary. So, one of the things that they did uh, was team up with Atari. And in yep. Christmas 1975, they started selling the Pong video game console Pong. under the Telegames imprint. Like Hong Kong? But the unit was designed and manufactured by Atari. When Atari was ready to release its new cartridge-based video game system, Sears was one of was one distributor, but not the sole distributor. They released Pong. Atari released Pong under its own name after Christmas of '75. Why are you talking about stuff that happened like 80 years ago? Because it's interesting, Henry. Stuff that happened 80 years ago. Why should I be interested in that? Atari did not tried to sell the uh, VCS exclusively through Sears, but Sears did get an opportunity to rebadge the VCS with the telegame's name, and the console was marketed as a home video arcade. As the Atari name rose in prominence, Sears reassured consumers that telegame's arcade systems were entirely compatible with Atari cartridges. Soon, Atari and television came along, and they became a uh, rival to Atari. And so, essentially, because of Nolan Bushnell, that's how I ended up with a Sears Telegames instead of an Atari under my Christmas tree. And thus, by extension, that's how Intellivision Month of the podcast was born. Oh, by the way, before we move on, we did the Atari version of Burger Time way back on episode 25. So go check that out at your earliest convenience. Alright, well after the break, Henry, I like mine with lettuce and tomato. Heinz 57 and french fried potatoes. Yep, no better way to enjoy the entrails of my enemies. Monday, and I'm feeling kind of hungry. You know what I think it's time for? To eat supper? <laughs> no, nah, man. It's burger time! Which I guess could be supper. Should we just play the game? Okay. Alright. Here, hit the on switch. Yeah, slide it. You said hit it. Yes, I did say hit it. You're right. Alright. Two players. Here we go. side buttons. Oh, side. Yeah. Alright, so, back in the day, when Henry was... Are you gonna play or not? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Oh, man. Oh, man. Henry's laughing at me because I got killed already. Yep. What happens when you try to talk, try to do a podcast or play a video game. So, back in the day, when Henry was just a young guy... 
Well, you did it too, Turkey. What? It's got more than you. That's good. So back in the day when Henry was a little guy, this was one of our go-to video games when I was introducing him to my old video games. They were all dusty and they looked like an old green. There, I squished a burger and an egg. Or a hot dog and an egg. Seriously? It's a hot dog, not an egg. Alright, you're up. I think it's top one. So we played this a lot when we were younger, right? Except the easier version. The easier version? What easier version? Get those french fries. Oh. You done been burger time, Joe. How's that for a catchphrase? You like it?
done to me. Yep, you did. You still beat me though. How? You got yeah. a higher score than I did. No wait, I got I'm sorry, I got a higher higher score. Alright. Uh well, I'm all full of hamburgers now, so I think it's back to you in the studio. Peace out, peeps! So here's the thing about burger time. Henry, do we like burger time? Yeah. What do we like about it? Uh, I don't know. Makes you want to eat burgers. It makes you want. Makes you want to eat burgers. Yeah. It makes me feel like it's time to. It's time to eat burgers. All right. Well, that's a good reason. That's all I said. <laughs> Wait. What? Oh, this is exciting. He's getting out his notebook. Which guy, Henry? Dropped the mic. <laughs> oh, sorry. He was dropping the mic, folks. He said his piece. Okay. You probably can't hear him, but he's uh, busting a move over here. Yeah. All right. Well, burger time was such a I'm part. Only, I'm the master. I'm the master. Burger time was such a formative part of my youth that I was inspired to write poetry. You like doing poetry? Well, sort of. Borrowing from a, a familiar tune, I was inspired to write this, and I will share it with you now. It's called Burger in Time. Tell me, Burger Chef, where are we eating this time? Is this a 50's diner or Dante's Circle of Hell number nine? All I wanted to do was cook brats and onion rings. Chase me away. I don't mind. But you better promise me, I'll be here for burger time. Gotta get here for burger time. Gotta get here for burger time. Don't bet the restaurant, because those hot dogs ain't nice. Better outrun those pickles. Fried eggs never strike twice. Please don't make me something you ate. Don't want to forget pepper shots again. Chase me away, up ladders I'll climb. But you better promise me, I'll be here for burger time. Gotta get here for burger time. Gotta get here for burger time. Gotta get here for burger get time. It. Gotta drop those buns in time. Gotta untether tomatoes in time. Get lettuce. Get lettuce. Get back, Peter Pepper. Gotta get some bonus foods. Gotta go burger time. Get snacked. Get snacked. Yeah, get snacked. <laughs> And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod and Comptech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Reformat, Pinball Spring, and Take a Chance. And also, of course, thanks to my co-host, the incomparable Henry. And Bob. Who? I don't know my name. For some reason on this show likes to call himself Bob. Yep. Wait, are you the minion Bob? Or are no! you some other Bob? Alright. I'm not a freaky yellow dude. Alright, just checking. Show notes are available at ataribytes.lipson.com. You can email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Like the show on our Facebook page. Follow the show on Twitter at ataribytes. Or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And of course, you can check out my occasional weirdness on Instagram. The podcast is available, um, well, lots of places. You know that because you're listening to it. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, on, on, on. But wherever you actually choose to listen to it, make sure that you get your buns over to iTunes and leave a greasy, bacon-topped, saturated, fat, burger-tastic review so that other people can enjoy the 
delicious grilled goodness that is this podcast. Also, please consider supporting the show financially on our Patreon page. Birders ain't cheap, you know. Or by picking up Atari Bytes merchandise at Zazzle.com. It's the AB underscore pod underscore store store on Zazzle. I will put links to all of that in the show notes. And if you have time, please consider checking out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. New episodes of that podcast drop on the 15th of every month when you can get news and insight into anything you want to know from the Peanuts universe. You want to talk about the TV specials? We'll do that. You want to talk about the comic strip? You got it. Want to do a deep dive into the psyches of Snoopy and Pigpen and Woodstock and Charlie Brown, Linus, the whole rest of the gang? We'll do it. The movies, merchandise, the uh, behind-the-scenes productions, the uh, mind of Charles Schultz, it's all there on the 15th of every single month. Next time on Atari Bytes. Intellivision Month continues with a game called Astro Smash. I'm kind of excited about this one. Astro Smash! We mentioned Astro Smash earlier in the episode, and I've never actually played it. It wasn't one of the ones I had as a kid. I've picked that up along the way since then. So I'm excited to do this one. Who knows? Maybe Henry will be back for that show, too. So, until next time, what do we do, Henry? Daddy looks like Gandalf! Yes, Daddy looks like Gandalf, and... Go play... And have a party! And? I don't know. And go play some old games. They've missed you. How's that supposed to not laugh? We've done like a seven hundred of these shows. You said it. You said it was a one hundred twenty-third something oh, episode. Yeah. Clearly, I'm gonna have to do a harder job at the production meeting next week. All right. Yes. Talk to you later, guys. Peace out. Oh, oh, oh.